Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Internet. Yeah, we back in the fest. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champs. Man, we get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways, you know. Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello. Internet. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I have my partner in crime, Deuce. What up, yo? And of course, we have our great friend and the composer of our intro theme music, Manic. Y'all gonna just put that in everything now, aren't you? Man, it, <laughs> dude, we're gonna pimp it out. Some dope shit. You can follow Manic at Manic Elite. So go over there and check yeah, it out. Yeah. So we're actually gonna have that as a constant on our uh, description. Okay. Music cool. theme song done by Manic Elite. <laughs> we'll tag you on the SoundCloud. That's what we're gonna do. Every you time. can do that. I mean, like I feel like it was just just doing you guys a favor. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing. There's nothing no, big about man, it. No, but man, we appreciate you. Our friend, this, man. man. That was, yeah. that was we're dope. brothers. Yeah, we're yeah most really definitely. Yeah. You know. So what's going on with you guys? How you guys going? We're good. We're um, uh, been doing a lot of things, a lot of places. We've been going. Um, We're at Free to Play still. So yeah, still, still Free to Play, Florida. Florida. Free to Play, Florida. And, um, and Double Tree by Hilton. Hour 10 or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like hour like 2000. Double, yeah. tree, double tree by Hilton. It's just kind of um, just going right now. Ever since Daylight Savings, it's just like feels like time. It's true. It slow. does. It sucks you dry, doesn't let, it? Let me ask you a question. Like, seriously, Daylight Savings, does it just wreck your shop? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it wrecks my I shop. I want to go to bed at 6 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it, honestly, it doesn't wreck me. It's more like now work sucks more because work feels longer. Right. And I'm literally like starting a new job, and I'm like, I'm literally in the training room, and I'm like, what time is it? It's only nine. Like, gosh, and you know. I know. Well, I think my biggest problem is, and this is just for me personally, I'm getting up every day now at four thirty in the morning to go to the gym. So I start my day in the dark and I end my day in the dark. So <laughs> it's like by the time I'm leaving work, like it's you know five o'clock, the sun's going down. By the time I get home, it's like five thirty, six o'clock. Yeah, it's yeah, damn yeah. near dark. So it's like. It it puts you in a weird headspace, and there's actually a thing. I think it's called a seasonal dissociative disorder. Uh, I'm probably saying it wrong, but basically, like people get really depressed during the winter time. They do, yeah. Between the weather and also the time change and everything, so it's like something for myself personally. I keep an eye on because, like, it it drains your batteries. It does. That's why Thanksgiving and Christmas are right there. Yep, and then you want to fall asleep after eating the turkey because the tryptophan. Oh yeah. Trick tryptolyctophan. Yeah, there you go. That's what. That's tripl- what. That's what. Tripl- tripl- when he had that. When, when Deuce has had tri- his tri- fourth. Tri- tripping balls. When Deuce has had his fourth serving of turducken. Turducken. <laughs> oh man, I, I think we're actually not doing a turkey this year. Oh like, no. I think what, what we're gonna do because mom always makes. She makes this badass. It's like egg, cheese, and sausage and ham casserole. And she makes that, and then she watches the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Nice. So I think she's going to do that, and I think we're going to go to, like, Disney Springs afterwards. Oh, cool. Because I want to show them the new Indiana Jones bar. And, like, we see each other every day. So it's not like, you know, some people, Thanksgiving's a real big deal because they don't see their family My my girlfriend and her family, Thanksgiving's a big deal. You know, most people say even though you see each other, like, every day or every week or something like that, it's just apparently a holiday setting can be a big deal for some families. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Just for us, we just, you know, we see each other every day, so it's not a big deal. So I was like, you know what? I bet it won't be as busy because it's Thanksgiving. 
I've been wanting to show Dad those new, they, like the '56 Chevrolets and and Fords and Chevys they've got down there that like go in the water. Oh, of, like, okay. Cars you can drive into the water. Yeah. And he loves classic cars, so I'm sure. like, we can check that out. We can go and we can check out the Indiana Jones theme bar. We can go see a movie, get yeah. some lunch, and like make a day of it. And the mom doesn't have to cook. Yeah. I mean, that was my game plan. But I mean, yeah, during the during the day because I know when it comes to nighttime, I think everything closes like super early on Thanksgiving. Oh, I bet. Like they might even close everything down like five or six. Somebody's playing retro Mario in the background. That's awesome. Dude, be glad we're not doing this in the room we did it last year because we did it oh, in the main yes. hall last year. Dude, it is loud as balls in there this year. Like, it's almost sensory overload because, like, there's so many games. I think the count's, like, at 300 console games. Right. In the, or not console. Arcade uh, and pinball. Arcade pinball machines. And not even to mention, they got the arcade – or not the arcade, the console – Room in there Where's now. that at? I want to go. I haven't the seen that. It's, it's, it's in the very far back. Yeah, very far. I need to go and I need to go Yo, and check that out. When you see out. the Street Fighter Five like in the wall, you'll you'll you can't miss it. People right. are playing Street Fighter Five. I need to get some photos for Instagram. Yeah, you definitely need to do that because so. they got all the systems, but they're like in a little like a circle yep. this year, and then they've got the Street Fighter Five projected on the wall in the back corner. So like Dope. people were playing Street Fighter Five, yeah. and I, I think they were having a tournament too. I don't know, but if they were, I wouldn't be able to compete because uh, they don't have a controller. They only have the uh, joysticks, the sticks. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not very familiar with the sticks. Uh, so, I mean, it is what it is. I know one guy said he has his controller in his hotel, and I'm like. What's the odds of me seeing you again? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's true. Yeah. So well, oh. and l- let me ask you this: because as a fighting game fan, because you're a huge fighting game fan, yes. Do you prefer the controller to stick? I prefer the controller. I want to learn the stick, but I really don't have the money to be spending two hundred dollars on a freaking stick. Yeah, yeah. they're really expensive. Yes. Even the game, even the uh, uh, I want to call it Game Facts. That's not right. The Mad Cats. Mad Cats. Cats yeah. had a nice they're, one. Like they had a really nice they're, they're, one. They're like top grade. So, right. but. There are some sticks that are like forty bucks, but I'm like, eh, I'm still not gonna pay forty. Well, and it's and like the really other small. Thing is how long would that that'll even last you? Like, true. If you get a forty dollars stick because you play fighting games like crazy. How long do you blow those that things bitch out? last for a long time? Honestly. Even the forty dollars. Yeah, like the the thing about a stick is, is honestly, as long as you can get it tweaked and fixed, if you know a good person that can like fix, you know, arcade cabs or whatever, arcade sticks, then you're good because like it does loosen up. You can screw it to make it tighter. You know, certain people can fix it, but it's all about who you have that can fix it. Right. Because, you know, with a, with a controller, if a controller's broke, it's broke. But right. With an arcade stick, there are certain things you can fix. Like it's not the mashing. type of stick. It's what you do with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's all about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long until Johnny got there? It was a five-minute and 59-second mark. Yeah. I don't know if that's a first record. dick joke. I don't know yeah. if that's a record or not. It might be. Oh, I was just talking plus. about. I was just talking about joysticks. What yeah, are you dude, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that sound! Damn, it's yeah, loud. That was loud as shit. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, well, we anyway. Well, we um, every day. Oh, yeah. it was. I don't know if you guys remember the phenomenon, the the Snoop Dogg smoke weed every day videos. Oh like yeah, literally, yeah, yeah, and that was one of them right Smoke there. But he stopped it. Yeah, and he stopped it. I was getting ready to sing it, but you know. But anyway, oh, so uh, yeah, big on fighting, and I need to go to CEO next year, and I want to go to Evo so bad, but I'm not that great enough to be on Evo caliber. I probably like get knocked out the first. Bracket. Well, let me ask you this question, man. How how often do you play fighting games? Um, if I could, I would play every day, but, but you know, most likely, what do you ever um, average? Like how often do I play? Yeah. Like Street Fighter five. Uh, I play Street Fighter five at least maybe two hours a week. Okay. So it's not a but lot. The but people going to Evo probably play 
they eight play, hours a they day. Play, they play at least eight hours a day. Yeah. And that's the reason why is because a lot of them are sponsored by companies. Oh, that's yeah. true. Good so point. So they're getting, paid, yep. they're to getting paid to train. Yeah. I don't have the ability to get paid to train. Now, if I got paid to train, then that's a totally different thing. Right. You know, I mean, you, you obviously, those people, they don't have jobs. They literally will just That is play. their job. Yeah. yeah, that's their job. And they get good enough money to where they can pay for their expenses. And then you also have to... You know, if you're going to be doing that, you you need to be winning tournaments because a lot right. of tournaments, they have cash prizes. So if you're winning tournaments, that's extra money you have on the side. So doing all that training is is for a reason. So I don't have that that ability yet. I mean, I have a company that's getting ready to sponsor me now, 2050 Esports. Congrats, Shout out to them. man. Congrats. And uh, we're getting ready to start a, a whole launch soon. And if they're able to start funding me to be able to practice, on, uh, damn it, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I, you know, I didn't get – it's it sucks because like Street Fighter Five got a, it's kind of it was maligned because of the whole issues in the very beginning. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so like I I wanted to pick it up, but now I just like oh I don't want I don't want is it okay now like it's a fix. It's, it's better, way it's better. better. There's a storyline now. My copy. I just borrow it and see what yeah, I think of it. Well, you got to download the. Did you download the um storyline? Yeah. Because there's a free storyline you have to download. The storyline's not great. Is. Because this technically, from the storyline, like the actual Street Fighter storyline base, is technically, for some reason, I would think Alpha would be first. But Street Fighter 1 is first, then it's Alpha, then it's 2. Right. And from there, you go on to Street Fighter 4, then now it would be Street Fighter 5, and then Third Strike. I played a lot of 4, and I played a lot of Third Strike. Uh, um, and I love Third Strike. Third Strike was great. Um and Street Fighter Alpha 2, I like that one a lot. Um, but it's it, it's funny for me. It's like Street Fighter I've been playing forever. I've been playing it since yeah. day one. Yeah, that's but, uh But I, it just this whole, I was ready to put money down on five, and then everyone's just like, no, don't do it. And I'm just like, oh. I think I was one of the ones that told you to do it because I got it at launch. Because I was like, and everyone what? was like, anything coming putting out bad right reviews, now. and and yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna listen to the reviews. I'm just ready for Tekken Seven too. That's another thing. Like Tekken Seven has been like talked about for almost the damn year, and now you got Akuma as like the flagship of like, like what hey, is that all about? Okay, apparently what they're doing with Seven is you remember how a Street Fighter Cross Tekken came out, and apparently yes. it flopped. It did not flop. It was a great game. Hiachi was my main, and I used to fuck shit up. Flop isn't mo- monetarily wise. It didn't make as much money. It as made a lot of money, but like not the what fans, they wanted though. No, the fans. The fan base didn't like it. The fans didn't like it because okay. of um the tagging system. Yeah, they didn't like the tagging, like how you have to do a combo to tag, and it's just like it, it's just so, really difficult for a lot of people. It and wasn't like like um uh, vs. Capcom two. You, you, you no, you, know, you don't not have to, at all. Yeah. Like it, like when you play Street Fighter four, is you're playing with that character right. rather than in in Street Fighter Cross Tekken, you had the ability to play with your main, and then sometimes. What you was your thoughts on those the Marvel vs. Capcom games? Three was cool. I honestly feel like it's too op- overpowered. I like, love two. Uh, two, yeah, two is the greatest. You know, I actually won a uh, championship one time um, uh, playing two. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I'll really? have to, I'll have to show you. I don't, it's yeah. in storage. I have a, I have a trophy for uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Speaking of which, I won the Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 at Ignition nice. this nice. year. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. I, I, it's the funny thing about it is because um, when I went there, I was like, hey, I'm really gunning for Street Fighter 4. I want to win that tournament. I got second place. 
I lost to a character. So, uh, so you're the first loser. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I lost to a Rose player, and it was it was crazy because I oh, didn't Oh, really? It. Oh, man. So There's some good Rose players out there, though. Yeah, you got to be really careful, good, though. Really good. Because like, they know how to balance the uh, the wi- the actual scarf and the fireball, mm-hmm. and their anti- her anti-air is ridiculous. That yeah. that's, the, that's the whole story. I think anti-air in general, when it comes to Street Fighter, you've got to watch out for that because yeah. most people, they just jump up like crazy, and then they, they forget about the, the air attacks and like and remember when um you could shoot fireballs sideways uh yeah oh my god it was yeah. insane like you yeah. couldn't defend it like it, it was very difficult to defend the air stuff yeah and that's why like he, that's why if you were like uh back in the street fighter days like when you're like two yeah, two, two you could play it blanca. was a lot easier yeah. to do stuff like that yeah but when you're when you're a blanca and you're trying to do your role and like you'd run into a fireball it'd destroy your momentum it was most definitely it was awful. most definitely but um, um the funny thing about that like i said before i went there i lost i went lost i got second place and then it came to Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I went in. I was like, yeah, I know how to play the game. I have my own team, whatever. And I'll probably just I'll probably get knocked out, but just for the fun of it. So I go in there, and I'm practicing against everybody. And I literally end up playing everybody, which is a bad idea. It is. Before yeah. going Because you show off your tells and your techniques yeah, and stuff and how you I sh- respond. Because I, mean, I, I was just playing. But right. then I, was, I, w- I didn't expect to win anyway. So I was like, I'm just playing to play. I literally beat everyone before the tournament. So everybody was kind of like, ah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, he's going to beat us. Right. And so, I, yeah, I shot through the tournament, no problem. And I won it without even, like, a loss. Like, I didn't wow. Even, not even a hesitation of a loss. I just, wow. just blew through who it. Did, like, do you know who you played as? Uh, it was Akuma, Hulk, and Hagar. Nice. That's my straight oh, power. Oh, final fight power right yeah, there, man. Oh, yeah. Final firepower, especially yep. with the air combo. That's, like, literally my bread and butter air right. combo. Right. What does the red mean on the Pokemon thing? Oh, the red means I didn't catch it. Oh, it just does it for you? Yeah, uh, what I do is when it goes green, that means a Pokemon's near. I tap it, you'll get like one light, which, you know, like when you catch, when you throw a Pokeball, it goes doop. Sorry, those don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Manic has the actual <laughs> Pokemon Plus uh, wearables headpiece. on his yeah. headpiece, yeah. which I actually have never seen anyone put it on the headpiece. See, uh, that's it's cool. smart because like, if you put it on your shirt, like sometimes you don't feel the vibration. Right. Because go- your body literally, like, that's really smart. Yeah. yeah. So. If I put on my hat, I can feel the vibration. I mean, I don't know if vibrations to your head are that bad, but it's like it's like <laughs> no, that's really just straight giving you cancer of the brain. <laughs> really, like, that's just giving you straight really? brain cancer. Well, right then now. I mean, I'm gonna die early anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I put like to the side so it's not like really like, yeah. to the brain. So um, uh, but yeah, like it's literally just there, and then like when you get one, um, it's a green dot, so that when the Pokemon's there, and you get like. You know, your three attempts, and if you don't get it, it'll blink red. If you get it, it'll blink like multiple colors. So. Yeah, and then the Poke Stop, same thing. But um, yeah. So I won that tournament, and then I won a Mortal Kombat X tournament. Oh, nice. Oh, congrats. Earlier that year nice. as well, and I mained with Jax. Oh wow. I beat a Ermac. Nice. Because that's even better. Because nice. you know, Ermac has the reach. Yeah. And that so far has been my tournament wins that's so awesome. far this year. That's sweet. So far. I won my um, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. It was in Winter Haven. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 back in 2008 when it was on PSN. Okay. Yeah, old okay. school, like a long okay. time ago. Um, and Who, it was Who's your team? My team was um, Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know, I forget which order. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Spider-Man. Because my combo with Spider-Man was ridiculous. Where I, where yeah, you bounce off the wall and ma- then jump in. Because it's max. It's ma- you don't use maximum spire as your combo. I know you no. use the uh, the uh, web assault. The web assault. Yeah, web yeah. Assault? yeah. Yeah, I have him. Um, I like to either throw in uh, Kuma or uh, like Ryu or somebody you know that I'm familiar with the Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll throw in um, either Juggernaut or. 
Damn. Yeah, it's it's powerful. When Damn. I when I get it in, it's done. No, Iron Man's one of the most powerful characters on there. Oh, I, that I damn kill people. Beam. I, I, that damn beam. Nah, oh, it's strong, but no. Uh, and sometimes if I get if I if I want to feel, feel experimental, I'll put in uh, red uh, Omega Red in there just because. Oh, okay, yeah, because yeah, his reach. His reach is ridiculous. I like, um, Strider IU. I no, like it's good too. Yeah, yeah. he's a because yeah. like my team's normally is, is Cyclops. He's always first Cyclops, and I'll switch it between um, Captain Commando. Okay. Strider Ryu, Guile, or oh, I can't Cable. Use, I can't use Guile in the same game. Guile is so good. Cause He's it's like, good, but I can't use him. If you do the sweep, and then like the, immediately after the sweep, you could do his... um Sonic uh, Boom? No, the Sonic Boom special. Oh, so, like, yeah, yeah. So literally when he trips him in the air, like the last trip bounces him in the air, you do the special afterwards. You so. and I got to play sometime. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> it's in there. Oh, it it's is. Yeah, that'd there. be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. so I, I can definitely show it to you. So, um, but yeah, no, I love that game. It's it's fun. Um, but I, I I'm a fighting game fan, but I'm not at the the extreme you are, where you you <laughs> like you know a lot more about histories and stuff than everything like yeah, that I do. Yeah. But I, I just I've kind of like this like if it was a fighting game that hit me at the right time, I played it. You know, yeah. that was kind of what I did. You don't want to touch stuff like Guilty Gear and King no, of Fighters, I don't know. I don't. Those are like super strong. Like, I don't when it comes to playing. Yeah, I don't play any of those. Uh, I liked I like I I, I like Dead or Alive. Um, I even though it was kind of. <laughs> Kind of janky. The uh, the the I hate the reverse system. The reverse system. It's so, is so it's so like you got. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but the uh, Tekken, I love Tekken. Um, Virtual Fighter, I actually am pretty good at. Uh, especially now that I have a Saturn. Can't I can't touch it. I can't touch that game. Really? What about you, Kyle? You're not saying anything to these games, no, man. No, man. Like, I, he likes fighting fans. I do like fighting games. Like, You're more I, Mortal Kombat X guy, right? Yeah, Mortal Kombat X I really liked. I really liked the Injustice. I thought that was really, really cool. Solomon Grundy. Yeah, yeah. That, was, like, that was mine. I loved the Injustice. Like, I was like, this this is brilliant. Um, I really like the Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and I'm sad we're probably never going to get another Marvel vs. Capcom, which sucks. Um those were like my big fighting games, but then I like the really old school ones too, like Street Fighter Two. Like I was playing here because we're here at Free Play Florida. I was playing uh, Friday because I helped do load in. Uh, I got to play. Somebody had Street Fighter Two, and then right next to it, he's got Street Fighter Two: The New Challengers. Yeah, like the that's the one I like playing the most. Yeah, like I gotta say that New Challengers machine is dope. Like yes. it plays way yes. better than Street Fighter Two, yes. and it gets extra players, but it's smoother and but, faster because the the actual cab, like the, the where the the buttons are, yeah. is like a table compared yeah. to the Street Fighter Two, where it's like a, it's got, it, a it's hover. got an angle. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yep. is like straight up, like you said, it's flat, so it's like easy to get down there and play. True. And like I was playing with. Uh, uh, the box or Balrog? Did I get that Balrog, right? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. playing with Balrog, and I got through like six stages. Or Bison in Japan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that story. They got it all. Like I did, like I think six stages before I died, and I was like, uh, I need to go help do some other stuff. But like I, I played on that some. I played the Mortal Kombat Two machine some. Beat Turtles yesterday. Nice. Um, that was dope. Um, how did they screw that up in America? Beat Turtles, uh, Turtle on Time. No, they only had uh, the regular Ninja Turtles. Uh, the guy, uh, his name's Chris. He's here and he works the for arcade, the arcade. You mean game? Turtles yeah, too. Tur- yeah, tur- Turtles. The, 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 the arcade. arcade. Turtles. Turtles the arcade. Oh, wait, yeah. April O'Neil's. Like, yeah. yeah, like go. Side scrolling. Yeah. yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So we played yeah. that, and Chris from the Bart was cool enough. Uh, I talked to him yesterday, and uh, like I guess he he has like both cabs. And he brought his, and he was like, I was going to bring Turtles in time, but I think the first Turtles machine they had shit the bed. 
So he was like, well, I'll just bring my regular turtles. Um, but I was like, man, next time, you definitely next year, you need to bring yeah, them turtles both. and time. They had it like they had it here last year. Turtles and time was yeah, here. and yeah. that's why I said I said next year if you got them both, you'd bring them both so you can put them side by side like yeah, Ninja Turtles and then right next smart. to Turtles and time. I was like, that would be such a dope thing to do. Um, and like they, I gotta say the game selection this year was cool, but like I kind of been chilling on the fighting games because I ain't gonna lie, Street Fighter Five kind of burnt me a little bit because mm-hmm. I bought it and it just was a shit show. Uh, but I need to reinstall it and play it some more. Um, yeah, you got to play the story at least. I mean, the story yeah. is uh, not that crappy, like, challenge crap yeah. they got doing where you got three three levels and that's it, yeah. the actual story. Yeah, because I did all the challenge modes. When I first got it, I did okay. all the challenge modes. They also have a now um, where you go on every day to have the daily challenges too okay. so you get more fight money okay. so that you actually buy some stuff. And now when you play online, you do get fight money as well. Okay. So it's a little bit better now. It gives yeah. me more incentive to keep playing exactly. every day. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Um, I, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts because I, I've never really been the big fan of Mortal Kombat. Um, I always thought it was inferior to uh, Street Fighter 2 in almost every every possible way. Because the, street, the original Mortal Kombat had a, de- a delay, uh, when you, like a small little delay when you would throw a throw a ability or a fireball or when you would defend. And it, and it just felt when you were doing, especially when you were doing jumping uh, attacks, it felt really slow. Um, and I just so it felt like realistic kind of to you. Or just like you felt like the game was too slow compared to Mortal Kombat. What was like it? Mortal like Street Fighter Two was a little bit too slow compared to Mortal Kombat. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because Mortal Kombat was really fast paced, especially two. Right. One was super slow. Right. Like two is so fast, you're literally like jumping and then like you're trying I just, to do a move. I think you're more methodical with Street Fighter, and I think you, I think real pro purist fighters prefer Street Fighter over Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they will. They will. Yeah. I mean, even though X is not, like I heard X when, was great. I never played X. Like but. nine when they when they came up with nine, nine was when they brought Mortal Kombat to the pro leagues, where right. you're actually playing it now, not just like oh I want to do a fatality. Like you, there's literally strategic moves behind it. They actually have it in the training mode where you can. Um, I, I think it's the reason why is because um, Injustice came out, and when Injustice came out, it had a fight system where you're learning frame rate, you're learning all that stuff, and they brought it a little bit into nine. They didn't put a lot, but they put a little bit in and saw like a fan base was like, yo, I can actually play Mortal Kombat strategically. Right. So X became the first game where you're playing Mortal Kombat for real now. Right. Like you're like, I want to do a fatality. You're playing it for real now. So I give it to I give it to uh, Warner Brothers and uh, NetherRealm Studios yeah. to finally making keep that? a Mortal yeah, Kombat. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Put that in the studio. A Mortal Kombat actually, game. Actually, you know what? I'll send it home with you tonight yeah. so it doesn't yeah. break and yeah. you can put it in the that's studio. Cool. Um, but yeah, that, that's always the way I felt. Like it was, I felt like you know, Street Fighter was always superior to Mortal Kombat in almost every way. Yeah. Even even when uh, Street Fighter uh, f- uh, Four introduced the uh, I forget what it's called, the paintbrush. Whatever. Oh, the focus attack. Yeah, the focus, focus attack. Focus attack, and then they yeah. brought in red focus. Right. Yeah. The the focus was just originally just like to kind of crush uh, through guard, and right. then red focus is used for like canceling. Right. And it kind of actually goes through fireballs too. So yeah. like, if you're like, say, if I'm doing a normal combo, and then I like, I knocked the person in air, red cancel, I can forward dash and do my super. Right, right. So, like, a lot of things. You have a lot more options, I think. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah, more, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot more strategy. Yeah. It's it's more strategic. Um, so, yeah, we're getting ready to go up in a second because I'm helping out with uh, Keith. I forgot his last name already. Damn it. Terry. 
Huh? Apicary. Apicary. I, I hate I hate remembering names. I'm terrible with them. Like I know you guys' names because I've seen you like ten bajillion times. Well, we wear them on our shirts too, which makes that shit <laughs> way easier. <laughs> I'm drunk. I can't see. Yeah. Apicary. All right. <laughs> so yeah, um, I know I'm supposed to get ready to hype up his show or his panel in a little bit. Sure. So uh, I don't know if you want to go to a quick break. Yeah, we'll go to a break. Yeah. We'll take break. a small break and we'll yeah, be right, right back, back with the more the happy hour with Johnny Choo. and Deuce. This episode of The Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Johnny Deuce, and we actually have one of our really good friends here with us, Brian Colon. How are you doing this weekend, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing. I'm almost. I'm. I'm about to hit the wall here. It's uh, you know coming up on five. Yeah. Here on Saturday uh, of the uh, Free Play Florida, and it's been a great crowd. And, uh, it has they been. set me up with a beautiful spot, and and uh, it's just it's really been it's been nonstop. It's nonstop. My dogs are barking now. <laughs> hey. I'm, I'm glad we're sitting down. Well, I got to agree with you 110% on that. Me and you both were actually, before we started this, we're kind of telling our horror stories of the morning and, and getting up early and probably should have slept in a little later because I'm actually supposed to do a happy hour with Johnny and Deuce after dark, like at 10 o'clock. So I still got another like <laughs> six. God, I don't even want to think how many hours I've got left. I've got to go. I see a couch right over there with your name on uh, it. There's a good <laughs> chance that I'm going to take a, what we like to call in the biz a dirty 30, where I'm going to lay go. down and take a 30-minute nap and, and try and, and regroup. Hey, believe me, if, if, there, if there was a way I could do my end – uh, for this conversation while taking that dirty 30, I would. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Number one, it's really nice to finally meet you in person yeah. and, and actually be able to shake your hand. I know we get to see each other face-to-face over Skype, but I've got to give a big shout-out to everybody who helped put up your booth. Your booth, in my opinion, is the best booth they've got out there because you've got your Rampage machines out there. you got your arch rivals. you got the Xenomorph. Xenophobe. 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 I always um, want to call it Xenomorph like the alien monster. Right, the right. Xenophobe. Phobe. Fear of, fear of anything alien. That's what Xenophobe means. Ah, well, they're all out there and they're running. And I, I just got to say, I loved your setup because also you brought a lot of your art and some of your chaos figures with you. And you had a lot of cool stuff that you were doing out there and selling and also i just thought it was nice because to see the glow on other people's faces when they got to meet you this weekend i I, it for me personally has been really really cool well i mean obviously i i love it i mean it's it's, it 
I, I can't pretend I don't. The that's the, why I come to these shows. Is I mean I. Uh, the guys put the show together, Brian and, and Leon. I don't, I don't know who's responsible for making sure those games surrounded the, the space they gave me. I got to say, I'm pretty sure that was Brian because uh, me def- and Brian worked on it pretty hard Friday morning because I got here early to help them load machines in. That makes the show for me. That yeah. just, you know, I get to watch parents drag their kids up to games that they played when they were kids. Oh, yeah. And the look on their faces while they're playing the game just takes me back. I mean, it takes me back 35 years, you know, so, and then, and then, you know, when, you know, when people come up and, and, you know, um, express their feelings on the games, it never fails to surprise me and delight me and everything else. Because, I mean, you know, I know when they made money back in the day, but uh, the fact that, you know, people come up and share stories about what these silly games meant to them and still mean to them i that's an i can't begin to describe how good that feels yeah well no and and it's got to feel good for you i know at least i believe i should say allegedly so i don't get myself in trouble but i believe they tried their hardest to get one of those star trek voyager machines and they just couldn't it just was too hard of a thing to find because i mean and and i had a conversation with somebody about this they're like those machines are still in circulation. Oh, like, yeah. And, yeah. And most of them are at arcades or at Dave & Buster's and things like that. They're at big venues. Uh, they're, still, they're, still, they're still in movie theaters in my neighborhood. Back oh, really? Yeah. They, that's where I, in fact, that's where I saw the, the two-player capsule is still in movie theaters. Uh, those, those earn pretty well even today. They're, that's a 10-year-old game. Yeah, but, but people still want to play it because it's yeah. got the Star Trek name on it. And I really think because we were lucky this year. Last year we didn't have all the, the sit-down capsule games like we've got this year because they have an original Star Trek sit-down game. They had a Mach 3. They had a Star Wars that was sit-down. We didn't have nearly uh, all those last year, but we did this year because there was a lot more games this year um, and I was just really, really impressed, number one, at the amount of games that they have on the floor. But it was nice to see all of your games because one of the things was one of the pieces Brian was showing me that was kind of his pride and joy is he has an untouched uh, Rampage Machine World Tour. He's got one that's like hasn't been messed with or modded. Like it's the original, like just the day one you bought it. Yeah, no, it's cabinet. beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. I, um, uh, I think uh, – fellow named jeremy brought it in oh is that who brought it in yeah he brought it in for brian and uh actually he just had me sign the marquee which i always have mixed feelings about that it's like i i appreciate the sentiment but it's like man you really want to see my name up there spoiling the that just the beauty of the original marquee with this big scrawl across it but Uh, i don't know i i think it it depends on the collector and the person because for some people like it's it's an attachment thing like there's oh i i get it but you know you i still part of me wants to say you know know, know, leave it alone leave it untouched you know yeah yeah it but they actually had some cool machines in there like they had a next gen machine that was signed by a bunch of the next gen actors and then also because they've got a lot of machines they're doing tournaments on they've got a lot of ones that are signed by like walter day and billy mitchell and things like that which is really really cool um and i was very very excited uh to see all those um but it, like I said, it was just so nice seeing your machines and seeing you be able to interact with your fans. And and how how's that gone today for you? I mean, tell me the roller coaster emotions that must have been for you today. Uh, it's it's not really a roller coaster. I mean, I, the the fact of the matter is, it's always going up. Yeah. I mean, it's every conversation is just another. You know, um, when I hit the wall, 
when I hit the wall and, and everything's turned off, I can uh, I can wipe the stupid grin off my face. But yeah, no, it's not really a roller coaster of emotions. It's just this is great. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is great. And I mean, just like I say, it doesn't matter, you know, moms with little kids or, you know, uh, or just single individuals telling you that this was of all ages telling you that this was the game of their youth. And I mean, we're talking, you know, 50 year span between people that have said that to me today. You know, guys in their 60s have said that to me today. You know, guys who are 15 have said that to me today. Uh, now, the 15 year olds probably didn't see it in the arcade, but still the fact yeah. that they know the name, they know the games, it, it, it like I said, it, it feels great. It feels well, great. Well, since the last time we talked, has The Rock returned any of your emails? <laughs> the Rock, Dwayne The, the Rock, Rock Johnson? Johnson? No. Yes, sir. I saw on the uh, uh, Rampage, the movie uh, Facebook page, that they pushed the filming back, though. Uh, another year, looks like. Yeah, uh, that might not be a bad thing. They might be ironing out the script. Plus, he's a busy man. The Rock is doing well, everything I, nowadays. Well, I, I, I prefer to think that they're uh, they're doing that because they've been able to contact me to rewrite the script for them. Oh, yeah. You've got to have final why. draft approval. Uh, I yeah, think, yeah, I think that, that's, that, uh, that, that should be in your writer. That could work. No, uh, I definitely it, – it, it's been so much fun to see you this weekend, but also, like I said, it's been so much fun to see your fan interactions and – you know, just you being there with the fans. And that's the other great thing about this weekend. Like, I've seen everything from kid kids, I'm talking toddlers, all the way up to people in their 60s, 70s walking around. And I just, I really love this because it's kind of a safe space for gamers. Like, we all have this thing that we right. love, and it's like a safe area. And after the past week or so, it's kind of nice to have a safe little area where you can kind of not think about everything. Um, you know, I spend most of my life not thinking about anything going on outside my little bubble. I, I find that, uh, you know, stress goes away when I don't turn on the evening news. I mean, the only I, if I didn't have to be on the Internet for my, uh, you know, uh, for for my business, I probably would never turn it on either. I, you know, I I there's a lot to be said for disconnecting for no reason other than to take a breath well you know uh what is it uh, god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference yeah. i mean you start I'm pretty getting sure addicted. that's the beginning of the aa prayer right there I, well yeah that's <laughs> the actually yeah I, I i used to know the name of the guy who actually coined it but yeah, yeah. that's it it's like when you are pulling in all this baggage from everywhere, yeah, and it's hard not to. I mean, by design, the media—it's their job to make you tune in. What's yeah. the? There's only two ways to make you tune in: sex and fear. Yeah, and you know they can't—they do a fair amount of sex. I yeah. mean, you know, look at any weather girl on any broadcast station in the world. But, yeah, they're not unattractive. But uh, there's only so much they can do with that. So everything else has got to be about fear and. I, you know, I can, I was just telling somebody the other day, I confess, you know, back in college, uh, I was in film production. So a lot of my friends were in radio television and, right. and back in college, I gave up TV news. It's just yeah. like, you know, if I want the news, I'll investigate the stories I Myself. want to know yeah. more about because sound bites don't cut it. No. And, and, and this is advertiser based. Yeah. So it's all about getting you to watch, you know. 
We'll tell you what we can tell you in 20 seconds. And now, you know, here's now dish here's soap. Yeah, dish soap <laughs> and, and, and your, your breakfast cereals and everything else. Well, Johnny has come back. You've been live streaming mm-hmm. um, out in the, the main hall. He's now back here with us. Yep. And uh, what, 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 what questions do you have for a good friend, Brian Cohen? He well, knows everything about me, don't you? Yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, I've, I've that's why I was waiting everything. for him to get back. He's like the encyclopedia of knowledge on yeah. you. So I was like, <laughs> I know if he gets back, he'll have some good questions. Uh, it's interesting too. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on you know what you thought of Free Play Florida. Like, I mean, it's a it's a, a lot to take in. There's a lot of things. It here. is. Um, it is a beautifully run show. It is. Uh, this I, I was. I think I mentioned already. Uh, the space they gave me was fantastic. They set me up. Right by the front door. Uh, and, well, and, they, and put me in a corner, put uh, surrounded me with my games, and uh, you know a lot of you know very kind people, you know donate their games to this, and so that's wonderful because I can sit there and watch people play my stuff and look at the grins on their faces, and everything, which in turn makes me grin. Yeah. Grin. <laughs> but the whole layout of the the main the ballroom out there uh, is it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's just it's. A really, really well done show. The fact, and I, I, you know, as an artist at, at heart, you know, at, at my core, I look at different things that maybe other people look at. But the fact that I'm looking at the posters of the years that have gone before and the T-shirts for the years that have gone before, and I'm thinking, how did I not know this? Yeah. You know, I had to snap those up right away. As, sure. as soon as I got here, it's like, oh, yeah. this is a well done production. Well, I mean, hopefully it becomes a yearly uh, trip for you because we we definitely would love to have you come back. Because I'd mean, love to come back. Uh, I'd love to come it's, back. It's so much fun. And we, it, it, for me personally, it, it's time to reconnect with old friends like Richie Knuckles, who right. I really only see once a year. But, I sure. mean, me and him text Don't shake his hand. Oh, really? Why is that? Oh, you didn't. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. He just got a new tat on the back of one yeah. of his hands, and yeah. he, he he walked up today and said hi, and and went. To, I went to shake his hand, and he turned his hand upside down and grabbed my hand from the, from other, the other, side. other side. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm, that, I'm like, that's why he did that earlier and I'm today. Thinking, Man, is this some new thing yeah, that I'm new, not getting? New hip <laughs> shake here no, he did that to me earlier today, yeah. and it totally, which is hilarious because I'm his roommate, and uh, number one, poor guy's got to put up with my snoring, and I snore like a bear Dude, with dudes, a chainsaw. Uh, I've known Deuce for 20 years, like, and his yeah. snore, like, you've got to, like, bring headphones on. You've yeah. got to, like, play music while you're sleeping. Like, Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize there was this uh, heavy nighttime intermingling between, between the whole uh, arcade community down here. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad I have a single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be glad. Me and Richie. Richie did it the first year with me, and actually I was surprised when – like six months afterwards, Brian hit me up and he goes, "Hey, are you guys gonna do free play again?" I said, "Brother, if you're happy, I will be there." And he's like, "Good," because Richie wants to room with you again. I'm like, "Are you serious?" And last night was hilarious because he pulled out his laptop and he found some sort of like YouTube video of a fan that just went like on for like ten hours, like noise canceling kind of thing, and he cranked it on full blast. Because at one point, I'm like, "Where the hell's that sound coming from?" <laughs> his laptop's wide open because we've also got the TV with like ESPN. He blasting. did this so solely so he couldn't hear you snore. Yeah, solely so he couldn't <laughs> hear me snore. And then this morning, I found him, you know, with two pillows, one over each ear, laying like face down in the mattress. Oh, so well, we won't see him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it. Oh man, Richie, uh, I love me some Richie Knuckles he's, he's a cool cat but it's like I said it's so much fun to reconnect with these people and like Brandon and Brian and, yep. and you know it, it, 
they're just down the road, and it's really it, – it's it's a poor shame on – and I'll put the blame on me on my part that I don't come and see these guys more because they're only an hour away. But it's like the one time a year where we all kind of get together. But also when you do an event like this, I say it's kind of like being in the trenches with somebody. Sure. Because, I yeah. mean, it's, it's a, it's, it, it is a marathon doing these events it is. and getting through well, it. Well, and it, it's a it's a labor – on the one hand, you know – Oh, you, you think, hey, we all get to be kids here for a yeah, little yeah. while. We're all right. we're all here feeding our inner child, and we're all we're all here just having fun, and we are. But the side that no one else really recognizes until you do it is how much work is involved in making things like this happen, especially sure. when you do a, a job as nice as they did at this one. Oh, I mean, this awesome. this is just a like I said, it's a beautiful event. Well, every event. every year it's gotten bigger because it was yep. big last year, but this year I think knocked the socks off of last year. We also I, I think what was really interesting this year, and I also think was really nice, is they switched up the celebrity guest. Like you weren't here last year, but you're here this year. Also, we had that movie director last year who's not, but we've got Keith Apicary yep. who's here this year. Like I think they they do a good job of like bringing back the people, keeping like, it fresh, keeping it fresh, mm-hmm. but also bringing back like the people that you love, like. Billy Mitchell, Walter, Walter Day, Day, Richie yep. Knuckles, mm-hmm. like all those people. Todd Rogers. Todd Rogers, yep. uh, Gary Stern, Jersey Jack, like those guys that come year after year, but they also kind of mix I'm, it up I've a I've never bit heard too. of any of those people. No. Do, okay. Are they related well, to this industry at all? <laughs> uh, just, a little just, bit. So you're, you're learning here. You get to I, learn. I've seen, you know, I've, <laughs> the suit and the hair I recognize, but yeah. I, always, I always forget yeah. the name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, he he was already kind of busting my chops. I, I he, he he puts up a hard front sometimes because I think he's in character. But B- Billy always like I love talking to him because I, you know me, country boy. I'm like, oh, how are you doing, sir? And he's like, oh, my father's here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> he always busts my chops as soon as he sees me. But he is just one of the nicest, most fun guys to hang out with and be around. And so is uh, uh, Walter Day. Walter the, is, a, is Walter a is an absolute yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. He, is, he is awesome. He is from the <coughs> excuse me. You know, the first first time he came up and introduced himself and. And yeah, no, he's he's a delight. He is yeah. an absolute delight. I, I love well, I think it's funny too, like how all this started, like because um, we did a few podcasts, and then of course you know Brian Jones, big shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, and like we all got together, and then it's just like you guys are meeting us for the first time over Skype, and it's it's we're becoming friends there, and then we yeah. do another episode with. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bieniek from uh, Tips and Tricks. I got his that name right. That was awesome. Which thank uh, you so yes, much. Yes, that was for so cool that having him. Know, he was so I, great. I just when we first talked, I, it, I realized that you know, just my titles are titles that have been around for a while. But right. a lot of the games that are people your age played were not the arcade games. They were the console games, or they yeah. were the the ports and stuff like that. And that and immediately when you said you wanted to do a second one i thought i thought of chris yeah the man is an encyclopedia he of is. video games and, yep. and he's oh, he's the sweetest guy he's so is, humble so nice he I is mean, just the sweetest the earth. guy oh yeah, yeah definitely yeah he's easy to talk to too which helps because that's yeah. one thing it's like we've done the podcast 200 plus episodes now over two years and it's like there's some people you get on the podcast that you have to help coax you know they just yeah. don't really want to talk or they're very shy because not everyone you know, has a confidence to speak because no. you know this is going to go on the internet, on the radio for like yeah. all the people to hear. And some people get a little clammed up, and you know you got to help coax them out. But 
with with uh, um, Chris, he was just like, yeah, this is how it was. This is how it is. This is what I did. And yeah. he was so awesome to talk to. Is Which, a funny story about that. So a, I can't remember if I was talking to Brian or Brandon, but I, t- I talked to him about the episode we did. And they're like, that's great, man. I can't believe you had him on two different nights. And I'm like, no, dude, we did that one like three hour long interview session. And he was like, you got to be crapping me, man. Like, seriously? He's like, yeah, we sat down and we yep. had a couple drinks. And awesome. we sat I'm pretty sure hours. by the end of it, yeah. I was talking like this because I, I may have had a uh, beer or two while we yeah, were, yeah. While we were it, powering through. It, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was so much fun, but, like, when I told him, I was like, no, dude. They gave up three hours of their time on a Tuesday it night to so talk awesome. to us. They were yeah. like, that is probably the coolest thing I've ever and heard. And when Deuce and I were done uh, taping, we were like, man, that was so fun. Like, yeah, like, we sometimes we'll get done with the interview and we both give each other a look like, yeah. Oh, shit. But then there are the nights like that that make this job worthwhile where yeah. we looked at each other and yeah. like, we've awesome. got gold here, man. We Thank did you. good. Thank it you. really is surreal Thank to be able to like sit across from you, from across the table and talk to you because like it's it's uh it's our it's our childhood. It's, yeah, it's it part really of who is. we are, yeah. you know. And you cre- you helped create our childhood in a way. It's yeah. it's it's awesome. And yet. You turned out okay. So. Yeah, we did decent. <laughs> all good. We, we, we drink occasionally, good. but yeah, we yeah. do it within the confines of our house. Yeah, so. exactly. We're, We're safe. very, very, very so, safe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's so neat, and I think that's part of the reason which makes this event neat is you get to meet these people that kind of molded your childhood, and right. like you know, because of you and guys like you that are here. We became gamers, and now not only are we gamers, but we've got this great podcast where we get to talk about something we love with other people, and it's just, you know, if it wasn't for guys like you laying that foundation, the house would have never got built. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And I, when I was back in there, I was doing, like, a live video, and I was just like, ah, oh, it puts a, it makes me feel good. And I'm just, yeah. like, walking around looking at all the arcade cabinets and pinballs and seeing people, young kids, like, four or five years old, you know, trying to play and like they're having fun like it's yeah. introducing these kids that never you know knew what these were before right uh, that's that's like I said we were talking before you came in it, yeah. it, it's a return to that for me because right. that's what that's what made making arcade games the, it was the best part of making them I mean we enjoyed making them we play in the office and everything yeah, sure. else but going out on tests standing in the back of the arcade watching you know you they get it Yep. You know, or how come they, you know, there's good, there's bad, whatever. But watching kids play, that was just so rewarding when it's like, okay, that, that first smile breaks. And then they, oh, yep. oh yeah. you son of a, you know, yeah. or yeah, they, you yeah, know, yeah, head yeah, to head, yeah. they start going yeah. after each other. It's Absolutely. like, we got them. Yeah. We yeah. got them. And it just, I, I've missed that. Uh, I've missed that. And coming to shows like this, that's what it's all about. Just yeah. looking at the faces of the people play. And Definitely. that's that's kind of been my happy place today, like because a couple times, and I'll, I'll just be really honest, because we're getting later in the day, and I think it, I can I can put down my guard a little bit. There's been a couple times today where I got a little stressed, where I started hitting the wall, but I go in there and like I watch two boys, probably eight and ten, beat the Ninja Turtles game, and like oh my god, we beat Ninja Turtles, and like yeah. watching that and the smile on their faces, and then watching dads play with their sons' games, I was like. I could push through. I got another five hours left in me. It puts more gas in my tank, you know, just to kind of see that on their faces and how excited and happy they are. Did I tell you guys my Ninja Ninja Turtle story? No. I don't think so. After Rampage, three players. After Xenophobe, three players. They said they wanted to do a four-player game. I said, great. This is, uh, you know. Uh, mid 80s okay and so head shops were on their way out but the underground comic movement that came up in the 70s there were a lot of independence comics color covers black and white insides and there was this one i had just discovered that 
uh, you know, they all looked four characters. They all looked identical, but they were in black and white and they wore the red bandanas and they were a fun tongue in cheek. And I said, look, guys, here's the next game I want to do. Can you get the and and probably because this is an underground comic, no one's heard of it yet. It's not by yeah. a major publisher. Get the license to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, here's what I do with the game and blah, 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 blah. And uh, th that didn't make it out of the first meeting with management. They're like, that just sounds dumb. Yeah. That just sounds dumb. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> never mind. But uh, uh, actually, it's probably better that uh, it went the way it went because uh, – I was I was going to try and do it more like one player controlling all four, yeah. Uh, which you can see from things like chaos and stuff I do. Yeah. But the the game that really came out when Konami did it, they yeah. did it right. They did it they right. Did great job, really yeah. Because right. it, it was a four um, person uh, beat 'em up, and yeah. it was great because you could play with all your friends. Yeah. And um, I mean, it, it, it it's interesting that you were one of the first people to have the forethought to hey, get this license. They haven't blown up yet because this is way before the cartoon. Right. This is back when cartoon came out find in, it in the comic book store. 87. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, saying that this late 70s, early 80s, I mean, you, right. you, were, you were so far ahead of the curve. It was, yeah, it was mid-80s. It was mid-80s, yeah. somewhere around there. But, yeah, they hadn't, nobody had discovered them yet. Right. And, and that's one of my, I told you sto stories. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, like ah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that was, that was. The uh, four-player game. Here's this comic book, and the, you, you could just see the look on the management's eyes glaze over. There's not. There's not even color in this. What yeah. is yeah. this? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Well, I mean, and it would have, of course, because now we see the game. Now they had such a cast of characters and villains. Like you could have made a great game out of it uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. And oh, I would. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's an alternate universe, universe somewhere where, where that game yeah. exists, and yep. you made it, and yeah. it's the greatest thing. Well, ever. the the game that Konami made was a fantastic. It was. Game. It is. So it I I wouldn't too, I wouldn't right? know that yeah. I would have done done it justice, but I but I did want to do it. I yeah. did want. I would have done something with it. Yeah. It would have been fun. Well, it's interesting to kind of see what license, you know, when you get licensed games and you're able to, like, you know, take, yeah. uh, you know, like, uh, what was it, uh, the Star Trek game. Yeah. You know, and you be, you know, you told the story, you know, about, you know, the trials and tribulations, creating a new character, a new race and all the, you know, enemies and all this stuff and trying to be able to kind of figure out how, how you're going to interact with, with the audience. Because you told us a really interesting thing that I don't think a lot of us realize is like when you make a game, especially in the arcade, you need, you can't make it so easy that they can just play on one quarter. You've got to right. make it challenging enough where they'd have to feed more money into it. So there's like that, there's like algorithm you've got to like figure out as right. a game designer. And, and it's different. I mean, if you're still making the same game over and over again, you just use the same things that work, but it's different for a different type of game. In some sure. games I make you laugh when you die. Okay. That's enough to get the next quarter right. or in other games you put, players head to head and it's the guy on the other side of the on the cabinet there that that ticks you off enough that you put the yeah. other quarter or yeah. or uh the arch rivals uh, yeah the arch rivals ball hesitating before it goes in the basket we, we'd have our tricks but something like star trek um that's one of the reasons where you know there's a lot of rail games out there um you know and and but I wanted to make sure that even think pl players should make conscious decisions. You know, yeah. can I go left? Do I go right? But I wanted a lot of stuff in there. You you shoot that light bulb, and it's going to offer you scenes you never saw before. Mm -hmm. So hidden stuff all through that kept the game fresh for people who already played through the game once. You know, mm -hmm. and then said, okay, no, 
wait, what do you mean there's a space battle? Right. I never saw a space battle. You know, what do, what do you mean there's and, – and the fact that, uh, you know, what, what holodeck? Yeah. There's yeah. a holodeck level on here? You know, where is that? Yeah. And the fact that we could keep that stuff – so you, you try whatever you can do to make sure that people come back for more. It's just part of the whole package of making something and getting it out and, and I don't know. I, I'm rambling again. Sorry. What's your no. – um, I want to get your thoughts on um, video game music because that was different back in the day as it is now. Uh, it, I don't know how different it was. I think it's integral. I think it's essential. Um a tremendous, you know, even with the most limited uh, capabilities of the sound system, um, the <laughs> what the hell is going on <laughs> in that too. room? Like, yeah, guys, yeah. we apologize. We're live We're in Play Florida, uh, yeah. and Keith Apicary, uh, I guess, is doing a music uh, number. So you'll hear it in the uh, background. Well, yeah, speaking, ahead, of, speaking of music, yeah, I wouldn't music. use in a video game. Yeah. It's it's blasting through the wall there. But no, I different games had different composers. Uh, sometimes they hit the money, and you just. I'm in that truck in Spy Hunter. I never want to leave. I want to live here forever. Yes. yes. You know, it just, uh, it was, it's incredible. It's amazing. Other yeah. games, you know, they get in the way. I mean, you know you're in trouble when someone starts saying, you know, okay, can we have a separate uh, operator setting so I can turn the music off? Yeah. You know, so different composers have different things, but uh, good music is a big part of the story that gets over, overlooked by the common man anyway. I think just the way the same it does in film. You watch any one of your favorite films without the score behind it, and, you know, it's just this, it's dead, it's dry. It, you know, the drama that music can build, the punctuation, even humor. Uh, I think I was saying in the, in the um, panel earlier that uh, Pigskin, Pigskin has got one of my favorite it's just between levels, and it's kind of a boom, boom, you know. And it's so you made the music. No, I did. Dan Forden did the music. He did all the he did all the sounds for all the Mortal Kombat series. He's a tremendous composer. That's awesome. Music is integral. I don't. It's one of those things that when I when I'm working on a game, I don't. That's the one area I really feel like. I don't give direction as well as I might, but I'm lucky enough to work with great people who whatever they see on the screen and whatever I tell them I'm looking for, they figure it out. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I'm not a composer. Well, that's the thing. Like When you go back and look at arcade games and you look at games now, there's that, especially when you look at you know, like uh, Arch Rivals or Rampage, there's certain sound effects that bring you back, you know, like the sound of... You know, grabbing the woman or, or going in and eating something Punching in the gas. Water. The gas, you eat something. I forget what you eat, but, like, you, 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 you burp or whatever, <laughs> you gas and all that. And there's a toilet seat you can grab out. All kinds of stuff. But you get these sound effects that make you think back to those times. You know, you're like, oh, well, my now, gosh. in that case, that's not music. When the, whenever there's a burp or a fart or a vomit sound, that's usually just me in front of the mic. Making, oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. Funny. Toilet flushes, you know. Oh, okay. The so mic goes in the toilet. You know. Oh. <laughs> but they, all the good sounds, the, yeah, you know, yeah, the explosions, yeah. you know, those right. are done by real sounds. Sound professionals right. don't, uh, 
don't try this at home kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, if it comes to a disgusting noise, as often as not, so it's you're, me. So your vomiting makes me think of my childhood. This is wow. Have we gotten to a strange place? You should put that on place. a T-shirt. Yeah, this, what a strange yeah. place we've been. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but thank you. <laughs> but thank you. But, no, it's funny just to think about how, like, those sounds, when people think of retro, they think of, like, you know, nostalgia. You, you, you go back to the sights and sounds, and, and it just makes you feel good you know and that, that's something like when i go back and i you know w- i remember when i played rampage world tour you know you had a hand in that one too right oh yeah yeah, yeah. world tour so like i remember going and playing that one um and i was like oh man this is so cool because you could play and that was the one that they played on consoles right you could yeah. play you could play it that on consoles, consoles yeah and i remember playing that um with one of my friends he's like oh my god this is crazy this game it's like you're going in and you have uh, two players and you're going up and and like destroying the building and then you come back down and then you do it again Repeat, rinse, lather, lather repent, re- repeat, whatever that phrase is. And then, and then it's like the music's kind of crazy. And then I'm like, I want to go eat pizza after watching, watch, after playing this game. And it always made us hungry for some reason. We, we had a <laughs> couple great composers on yeah. that. Uh, Dr. Dave uh, um, Zabrinsky, I think, was the one guy. And uh, he was internal at um, Williams Valley Midway. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, a kid named Mike Colon, no relation, oddly enough. Just, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Did did work for us on that game too, and and did music for us, and yeah, that was that was fun. That was That's fun. awesome. Yeah, there's some good music in that. Um, I actually always equate his games with pizza because I normally ate them at our hungry. <laughs> like we usually well, true, we yeah. get hungry Howie's. Hungry yeah. Howie's was like the nicest arcade we had yeah. at the pizza place because they usually had anywhere between six to eight games at a time. So right, they anytime did. I think of his games, I always think of hungry right. Howie's pizza. Well, yeah. now your memories now. Okay, I send you back with my vomiting, and yes. you think pizza. Yeah. See, that doesn't send me to my childhood. That sends me to college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember that usually be like you know a treat. It's yeah. usually on Friday night. We yeah, we dad, grew up together. Dad so and I, mom would have a pitcher of beer, yep. and I'd go play yep. some video games, and we'd yep. eat pizza, and it was, you know, yep. just a nice little family. But well, it's a chain down here. I don't know yeah. if you have Hungry Howie's up north, but it's no, like I a little, so. it's a little pizza chain, and it, you know, yeah. They, I I always remember playing your games at Hungry Howie's. Like, yep. there's definite games I always remember the taste of pizza with, and yours is definitely one of them because we always played it when we went to the pizza parlor. Yeah. So. It's awesome. Um, my, my dad worked for 7-Eleven um, for about 35 years. Um, I don't you know. Are you familiar with 7-Eleven? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 7-Eleven is the the chain that removed the original Rampage from their stores when it came out because too many kids were crowding around it. Really? It was a 7-Eleven in somewhere. I don't know. Kentucky somewhere. But, yeah, I, I played that up big in the in the, my marketing stuff. It's oh, like, my goodness. You know? Yeah. My dad had a couple of cabinets, um, and uh, he had two of them, actually, one on either side of the store. It was really fascinating. And I remember uh, back when we were living in Louisiana, I was really sad to see the cabinets go because a Circle K bought out all the 7-Elevens in Louisiana, and that's why we moved to Florida. So I was like, oh, I remember those days. My sister and I, we'd both be playing uh, Rampage. She'd play on the one cabinet, I'd play the other. And we get to play as long as we wanted because my dad – uh, you know, the right. store never really right. closed, but they would do stuff for like inventory and maintenance. So it'd be like, all right, we'll move them in the back while we're doing inventory. You guys can play, because you know he he couldn't hire a sitter at the time. So he's like, all right, well let's go in the back. We'll move the cabinets in the back. You, you and your sister can just play for hours. So my sister and I would just play Rampage for hours, like just nonstop. It was awesome. It was a, it was a great memory. There's a, it's funny the more you talk about it, the more you remember your your past and your experiences. So. It's. Uh, I mean, th- that's what's so great about the Free Play Florida is a love letter to yeah, you know all the really things we, we yeah, grew up. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. It is. Yeah. It's a love letter to a to a t- 
tag on Days there. gone by, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that's wonderful. And we're so excited to, you know, see you face-to-face and uh, talk to you again and to have you on. And hopefully this will be a, a yearly thing and we yeah, continue so. to talk throughout the year. Yeah. yeah. So, Brian, thank you again thank you so, so much. much for coming and hanging out with us We today. do we appreciate, really appreciate it. Appreciate thank it, you. Sir. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys, you, you, you made this transition. I mean, Brian asked me to come down months ago, but the yeah. fact that I've had a chance to talk with you guys about this several times now yeah. made me feel like really welcome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and it's like, hey, I'm going down there to, you know, see people I know. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. not, it definitely makes it a lot easier. Yeah, no, this, you guys are wonderful. Thanks Thank very much. Thank you so much, much Brian. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Thank it. You. Everyone go check out Game Refuge Inc. as well, all the great games there. And also, speaking of checking out, you can check us out at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine and send us your emails to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And of course, there's not one, there's not two. There are three ways to hit us up on Twitter hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag HH Podcast Show, and hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. See ya.